Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today? They were continuing our series of IMDb's Top 100 Movies of All Time. This is number 96, 2012's The Hunt, directed by Thomas Vinterberg, written by Tobias Lindholm and Thomas Vinterberg, starring Mads Mikkelsen. I totally could be mispronouncing that. I think I'm doing it right, but <laughs> I could be doing it completely wrong. Thomas Bo Larson, Anika Wetterkamp, and Lasse Fogelstrom. A teacher lives a lonely life all the while struggling over his son's custody. His life slowly gets better as he finds love and receives good news from his son, but his new luck is about to be brutally shattered by an innocent little lie. Did you hear about this movie before? I had not. I was completely ignorant of this film. This is, what, 2012? This is a Danish film. And while I love foreign films, I have, yeah, no idea. I did recognize the uh, actor Mads Mikkelsen from, um, you know, the little thumbnail they do on, on, on TV shows and movies. But uh, And he's been in Hannibal, the TV series, which I've never watched, but I heard is very good. But he was uh, the villain in Casino Royale, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, once you see him, you kind of kind of don't forget him. He's very distinctive looking. Uh, so, no, yeah, going in kind of blind on, on this one. Yeah, uh, same with me. I, did, I didn't recognize his face, but I recognized the name of the actor. I think from probably... I haven't seen Casino Royale, probably Doctor Strange. I think it was in something else that I've seen, too. Yeah, he was. I liked him in Doctor Strange, too. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, cool. Um, what did you like about this movie? So I, I liked a lot about this movie. Uh, something I want to talk about first, though, is I like what they decided to show the audience and not show the audience. Uh, the description you gave kind of hints at it, but and I don't think we're giving away terrible spoilers here by saying that, you know, he is accused of molesting a child. And that's kind of the story, basically, of what what occurs. So when I heard that in some, uh, when kind of we got to that, I guess I was expecting us to kind of have uh, almost like a courtroom drama type, you know, movie, which we've seen a ton. But they completely didn't do that at all. Like, there's barely any law enforcement. We never see him meet with an attorney. We never see the inside of a courtroom. What instead they chose to show us is the ramifications of the accusation on him and the town, mainly him. And I just love that choice because it was surprising. We've seen that courtroom drama thriller thing, you know, many, many times. And it's not that we don't need more of them. We can always, always have another one, but I expected it to do that. And it didn't, that was a really pleasant surprise. And also, um, I also just loved kind of being in that world. I mean, one of the joys of like diving into a book, you know, that might have a, I don't know, like a, takes place in a certain industry or part of the world as you get to be immersed in that. And it was fun being uh, being a Dane for a little bit and having the culture of this small village and getting to see uh, through the really nicely done exposition, uh, the relationships between the people. Uh, there's this group of guys, you know, that uh, that are friends in the village 
and they get together and they drink a lot of uh, beer or wine or liquor and cook food and smoke cigarettes and they got this great camaraderie and that was really fun and it made me want to get together with my friends and do similar things which of course we can't with COVID right now so I think that part I really enjoyed a lot and also the kind of the cold kind of culture you know I've never lived anywhere like where the outdoors is so prevalent and kind of in your face like that so I just really dug that a lot too and I guess I had to say one more thing I liked about it. Um, I really liked the lead character, Lucas. He is, he does have some change, but he's also very consistent. And his reaction to things is so 180 degrees different than what my reaction to things would be that I really admire that now looking back on it. They they stayed true to the character and the story of the events and the things that are going on around him. And I just really, really respect that a lot more today than I did last night when we saw it. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I, I, those are the three things I think I'd mentioned that I really, really dug. What about you? What did you, uh, what'd you like? Um, I really, really thought the acting was just amazing, especially from, and you talked about this too, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. It's just he's so the movie is so focused on him, and he just gives a great kind of like subtle, like stoic performance. He just does a very, very good job, and you feel like you know, you know the character. Yeah. And another one I'd just like to point out is a uh, Nika Wetterkop who played the the kid who accuses him of uh, molestation. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's the right word. Uh, molestation she just she's just so so good especially for a child actor she kind of steals every scene she's in and it's she feels i know it is a kid but she feels like a kid (laughs) and it's just it's she just does a very 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 just good job yeah you never see her quote acting like she's just completely natural like she's great it's like oh they just brought a kid on set and like hey this just happened to you talk (laughs) right and she did she did a great job it was done very, very well. Another thing I liked was just it just the movie looks good. It looks appealing. The color palette's very earth tones. There's very a lot of nature. Like there's scenes in the woods where there's they're hunting. It's called the hunt, haha. Um and that just all it all looks very cool and earthy. Yeah, and I think that goes into what when I was talking about like being immersed in that culture, like the visuals like completely helped with that. And I yeah, it felt like you were, you know, got to be in Denmark for a little while. Yeah. Uh one thing, I think the thing that like most stuck with me about the movie is the tension. Mm. It does tension so <laughs> well. The entire like you're 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 talking to the characters, like begging them not to do what they're doing. And it's just it you're just your nerves are racking. It's nerve racking. Uh, it really the was. whole movie, and it does a really good job because there's sometimes like you think like, oh my god, this is gonna go so poorly, and this thing is gonna go well, and oh, it's playing with your the scenes are playing with your emotions and how you want things to go. It's it's just it's a very good experience. It's yeah, and it's like well. it's like playing on your fears too. Like uh, they it respects its audience and. And just like you know of all like the things that could happen, the ramifications of these actions that the characters are doing, and you're like, you're all your brain is like, don't do that, don't do that, because this might happen, this might happen, and they don't, uh, they just play with that so well. Yeah, very there's, tension there's one filled. Scene in particular that I'm not gonna say exactly what it is, but it basically goes like, all right, this is good, 
this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Like in that one scene, that's how much it plays with your emotions and your expectations. Completely. And it does it in a beautiful, like or an organic way. Like you don't, it was not, I never felt manipulated or anything. It was, they were just telling the story and we're just reacting to and it. We just, we just happened to think the wrong things <laughs> at the wrong time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anything you didn't like? Yeah, of course. Of course. But like, um, so this was like this is a dislike at the time, and now that I looked back on it, and this is more like a like now. But as I was saying earlier, talking about like the consistency of the character and who he was, and the stoicism, and just the quietness, and the con- he was very contained. It's a very contained kind of performance. It really frustrated me though too, because I would have reacted so incredibly differently. He was so kind of calm about everything. Again, he's being accused of molestation. And all I wanted him to do in every interaction that he had with the headmistress, you know, the other people of all the other adults, his girlfriend, I just wanted him to keep yelling, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, I didn't do it. I don't think he ever says in the movie, yeah, I didn't molest that kid. He's always like, do you think I molested that kid? Completely. Now, he does a couple of times, like enough to where like it's like not a, he he does a couple of times. But But I would just be like, that's all I would say. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But he's like. Completely. And when it first got brought up, like I would just be sprinting to my attorney. Like I would be like going there. And we never see him talk to an attorney. Clearly he did. But, you know, that's like, that's all I was saying. What I was, I think I was telling you, uh, something happens, you get a, like, attorney, attorney, first thing, and never talk to the cops without an attorney. Never talk to the cops without an attorney. Never talk to the cops without an attorney. Um, and, or anybody else for that matter in this situation. So, anyway, so I think, um, that annoyed me. That caused me to yell at the, the television fairly, we did fairly that. often. This was probably the most movie where we talked to the television. <laughs> and I'd like, I'd talk to you about it too. Cause we'd be talking to the television and you'd yell at one of the characters. And I'm like, cause it's late at night. And I'm like, dad, you shouldn't be yelling. And a minute later, I'd be yelling at the same character. I loved it. It was, that was a great moment for me. It's like when you caught yourself also yelling, uh, I was like, yep, so I'm not the only one. Cause I just wanted him to do things differently. You know, I just wanted him to do, but, it would have been a very different movie and not as good. So if, you know, if they had changed who he was and how he was acting. So I think that was a, a negative and a positive kind of all at the same yeah, time. We did a, we did a lot of talk to each other. I said this movie was very like divisive in the way we both interpreted it by watching it. Cause I was very quick to defend the people accusing him. Yeah. Which is, which makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, and we were, we were, you know, Talking loudly to each other about it, and I and I get your point. You're, I think I think what you were saying, or just why don't you say what you were saying? Oh, I I was just like, because I think you would say something about and very like, very much liking the main character, and I was like, well, I I was supporting because uh, hold on, let me let me try to say this a little better <laughs> yeah. than I am. Um, I was really I was in defense of the kid accusing him who's lying but it's like a childish lie and uh, i'm just in defense of the people believing the child because in that situation like i think i would have believed the child and i was telling you that you would have believed the child too and i think with like the evidence like because of course the characters don't know everything we know right they can't like go okay they they haven't watched the movie they don't know they're in a movie right so like i felt like it would make sense for them to believe 
what they believe. And I think it would be good. I, like, if, if, like, the movie, like, didn't show us that the accusations were false, anyone, I would have been mad at anyone who didn't believe the girl. I get that. I get that. Um, this, uh, this just occurs to me, too. It reminds me a little bit of the play and the movie Doubt. Which you know, by even by the name of the play, you understand that you may not, you know, ha, may not have a, a conclusive ending. But uh, it was the same, the same, same scenario. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, involved like a you know a possible pedophile priest and accusations and things like that. So um, yeah, no, I get it. Based on what they knew, they would react a certain way. But there was also there was enough hints in the film. That also could lead some lead some of the townspeople to, to to not react that way. I mean, part of the way they described the movie, uh, besides the innocent little lie, is you know about hysteria and things spreading and lies spreading. So I think that's part of I think that's part of what they were trying to show us, and that was certainly reacting to that. But no, you're absolutely right. Based on what they knew, or at least partially for part of it, you know, perfectly appropriate reaction. Yeah, that was just it was just cool to see how different our interpretations of the same thing were. Yeah, that's that's part of the fun of, of watching things together, without a doubt. Uh, we kind of want to talk about the ending for a second, so we're going to go into spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, you can you can stop now. Yeah. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Uh, go watch the movie. Uh, be tension-filled, and then, and, then, and then join us now. Uh, yell at some of your family members. Right, so three, two, and one. So let's talk about the ending. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. Um... I don't think we really liked it too much. I, I, I mean, I like it and respect it, but I didn't need it right now. <laughs> yes. So you know the 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 film is you know, has this kind of downward spiral. Of course, this guy is ostracized. He's beaten up. You know, every town thinks that he's a pedophile, and then it occurs. There's this very climactic meeting. And he says his piece, and he has that moment with his best friend. The best friend earlier said, I can tell when you're lying. So he goes back up to him and goes, you know, am I lying or not? And you can see the, the little seeds of doubt that were in the best friend kind of crack open. And then he makes this peace offering of a sandwich and food on Christmas or whatever and, and a bottle of liquor, and they hang out. And then we fast forward to a year later. And we got all this positive, warm feelings. We're at the Godfather's house, which is a beautiful house. We're having this rite of passage ceremony for a young man. So he goes and gets a gun and gets a, goes on his first hunt. And everybody is together. All the people that were mean to him and ostracizing him are now welcoming. And things are back as they were in the beginning of the film when they were on the dock in the lake, you know, and playing and drinking and having fun. So that's where I could have. That's where I kind of wanted it to end. I liked that feeling of that. Okay, he can be made whole. He is repaired. He is. He, he gets a chance to exhibit forgiveness to the kid, and you can talk about that if you want. And he does. That was the scene I was bringing up earlier. How like you're like, please don't do that. Don't do that. And then he does it, and nothing bad happens. And it's good for the character how he forgives the girl. Yeah. Like there's this one scene in her doorway where he makes her cry, and he's. Man, like he's just he forgives her. It's he's okay with it's that. It's amazing, now. and they set that up so well, right? By like having her it be her thing. She can't step on the lines. It's a perfectly organic thing. The seed they planted in the beginning of the film, and then at the end of the film, it pays off because she's trying to get into this room with like lines all over the floor. And the only way, so he has a choice. They're the only two people in the room, but there's people all around. This is part of the tension. So he can either 
say, all right, go away. You know, well, he can walk away or he can help her with this kind of phobia she has. And he picks her up and takes her through the kitchen. And their faces are like inches their away. Their faces are so close. And of course, he's holding a five-year-old girl. So his hands are, you know, all over her, like this girl that accused him of molesting her. So, like, if somebody had walked in, that was the big tension, right? I kept waiting for somebody to walk in and just all go to heck. But it didn't. It was this beautiful moment of him forgiving her and moving on. And we're going to start a new life and everything's going to be okay. And then he gets, someone tries to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was that final scene. Like, if that movie had ended with that second to last scene, I'd be so great. I'd be so happy. Right. It'd be so great. And then it's just like, no. Nothing changes for him. Everyone still hates him. Yeah. So the way and the way they play it out in the movie, you know, there is a figure up on a hill with the sun behind him, behind the figure, behind the figure, and the lead character Lucas is down in the valley a little bit, and they're all hunting. They're kind of spread out and hunt, and somebody shoots at him. He's by himself, misses and hits the tree, and he goes and looks up to see what happened. And he was taking cover. And because of the sun and the trees, the coverage, you can't really see who it is. But somebody definitely shoots at him. And we, we just by the way, we immediately thought it was the older brother of the victim, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, and I still do. I mean, I'm sure we can dig around and find out the answer to that, like what actor they had. Or maybe they just had a stand-in so it wouldn't be anybody we knew. But that's – so we, we went from this really wonderful moment of town goes crazy – the town writes itself, everything's right back in the world, to this really, to me, depressing ending of, you know, him being shot. So things, so he suffered through all of that and everything's still the same. He's still got to watch his back. He's still not going to be a member of the community. And if you're wondering, like I was for part of it, like, just move, dude. Like, just move. You were not guilty. You don't have to go, like, report anywhere. Like, that's his home village. Like, they talk about his grandfather being buried there. Like, that's home. He's not going to move. So, maybe it's pandemic and time of COVID, but I really wanted wanted the end of that fun scene of, you know, the everybody together celebrating and, you know, having this big, you know, feast and wine and stuff before the hunt. And, and they just didn't do that for us, did they? No, no. And, like, the whole time, you're like, all right, yeah, it's going good. Gunshot. Oh, no, no, no. They still hate him. They're still willing to shoot him. And that's another point where the tension was, too, because the movie's called The Hunt. And for 98% of the movie, we've we've seen him go hunting by himself. You know, uh, Lucas, the main character, Mads Mikkelsen. So very briefly, we see him go hunting. He sh- shoots a deer. But you know, like, it's not called The Hunt for that one little five-minute scene in the middle of the movie. So you know something's happening. And I personally... Now, one thing, though... I read one of the synopses on IMDb, and they refer to the hunt as the group itself. Oh, okay. That we see in the beginning, that that whole group of the drinking buddies. They're called the hunt? Uh, I'm not sure, but like that's what kind of they refer Like hunt, not as hunting, but hunt. Hunt is a noun rather than a verb. Okay. So I wasn't thinking that way. So I'm thinking, all right, this something's going to happen here at the end. And part of me wanted – this would have been a darker ending, really, I guess, but for some reason less less impactful emotionally and more, you know, more satisfying in the id kind of way. Was I, you know, I kind of wanted him to shoot somebody. That, that's where we started <laughs> you know, to have like, that argument, though, because I was like, but they wouldn't deserve it, the people who are shooting. 
Yeah, and then, but they kind of would have. <laughs> but there we go, I, back I in still, circles I again. I still don't think they would. Yeah, I mean, death. They would not have deserved death. You're right on that. Maybe shoot I, him in the kneecap? Yeah, but maybe, like, <laughs> we don't know if it's the whole town that killed his dog. Right. Just oh, guy. that's right. We Just didn't even talk about the fact that they killed his dog. Yeah. Even more so, shoot him all. That doesn't mean everyone who <laughs> believed the girl needs to die. Everyone that believed the I victim. I don't really think that. But, you know, knowing that I'm watching a movie called The Hunt, you know, I'm just saying. So I actually... There were some more people hunting. <laughs> right. The American version, there probably would have been. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I actually did like the ending. I don't... You know, I like ambiguous endings, but and this was, you know, was somewhat ambiguous, but... I don't know. I was just, it was late at night. I wanted, I wanted to smile. And I did. We turned off the TV and I was not smiling. Thomas Vinterberg wouldn't let us smile. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So. I mean, no, he did let us smile for a second and then frowned. Yeah. Then he pulled the rug out from under us. Yeah. Uh, so where are you going to put this, you know, approximately like on our list? And we're not it's going. It's not, it's one, it's going to be on the lower. And I think it's because I can't shake that middle feeling. We're like, there's a little debate. We're like, we want to like, we're, questioned stopping it because we were just we couldn't watch it without yelling <laughs> just so frustrated at, him. at uh the main at what's his name what's his name lucas lucas, lucas at lucas but like, so i can't shake that feeling of like i want him to do something else and even that, though i know that makes it a better movie yeah and there's also you know we didn't talk about either the scene with the girlfriend that was, was so annoying because she's like you know did you do this and instead of it's him just saying, no, I didn't do this. I didn't. I didn't. And this is what child. happened. Um, he says, like, do you think I'm a pervert? And then he ends up throwing her out and kind of violently, too. So that kind of adds some things to it. Like, you kind of root for him. because He's physically grabbing her and throwing her out of the house. And oh, I, at some point, you were rooting for him to be a perv. Yeah. I was just like, this would, this, this would make sense for his character behavior more so if he had actually done it. And you know what's interesting, too, is he never... You know, there's an incident in the beginning that kind of precipitates this because she makes an offering of love to him, the five-year-old kid, like gives him this heart thing and kisses him on the lips. And he's like, no, that's not appropriate. He handles it perfectly, except for he didn't tell like the headmistress right when it happened. That's what he should have done. But he handled everything else perfectly. Like, he, you know, he let her down gently, said this is not appropriate. You know, you should give this one to your classmates or give it to your mom, that kind of thing. But he never ends up telling that story to anybody else. That's, you know, that's I, feel, really I feel like if he, that's the first thing I'd have said. Of course, I mean that could have not worked. Also, though, so I uh, I forgot about that moment. So, are you putting this uh, as this least of the films that we've no, seen so no, far? No, not the least. Okay, but definitely not the highest. Yeah, I think I'm putting this uh, below North by Northwest, but above Full Metal Jacket. Okay, uh, but I this movie may stay with me a little bit more some of the other so. The fun part of doing this is we can always revise the list as we go along and we yes. look back on it. So, yeah, good movie. Glad we saw it. You know, definitely a good movie. Yeah. And lots to talk about with it. Uh, anything else you want to say about the movie before we go? Uh, not really. We got really free form. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we uh, saw this and I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to know what the next movie is? I do. What is the next movie? Next movie is... I should have. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you go, go look it up real quick. <laughs> I didn't know. The next movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. All That's what right. I'm very excited for that movie. That's interesting. I'm excited about it too. That'll be fun. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Uh, we will see y'all again soon. Until we meet again.
Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Villard. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. Twice a month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pineco Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating online. Thanks for listening.